Have you ever wanted to be immortal in this life? Some scientists and medical professionals assure us that uh, immortality is just with, almost within our grasp. For example, cryonics. Cryonics is right after you die, they freeze your body at a super low temperature. And the idea here is that um, you know, medicine is always advancing. The things they can do with modern medicine are remarkable. We even say sometimes, oh, they saved that person from death, or they even they brought that person back from death, you know? Uh, well, if they can do that already, imagine in a decade, in a century, where medical science will be. So we're gonna freeze your body, and then we can thaw you out, you know, and, and revive you someday when medical science can save your life and give you a much better, longer life. So the Cryonics Institute says this is affordable now. You can get it for the low price of only $28,000. And that's so affordable that you don't even need to look into the, uh, the older option where they just cut off your head and freeze that, you know, because in the future, that's all you'll need is your head, right? But if you're not convinced by cryonics, there's also whole brain emulation. This is another thing they're working on, or they're gonna scan your brain into a computer, right? They're gonna get such a good picture of your brain and all of your thought patterns and memory patterns that they're gonna upload you into a computer and it'll be you. You just have to hope that nobody ever turns off the power, you know? Uh, but Ray, Ray Kurzweil, who is the director of engineering at Google, so obviously knows what he's talking about here. He says by 2045, you will be able to upload your brain into a computer. So there you have it. Now, I mean, obviously I'm kind of poking fun at these ideas, uh, and I hope that you find them a little bit humorous because they're obviously based on highly theoretical science, by which we mean basically impossible science. But when we hear people talk about these uh, ideas or even these businesses, it should in a way make us sad because those people do not believe in the resurrection of the dead. I mean, probably they don't believe in God either. But if they, if they believed in the resurrection, they wouldn't feel the need to try to become immortal in this life. Our first reading, we hear about these uh, brothers, these Jewish martyrs who are ter terribly tortured and put to death, but they are not afraid because of their faith in the resurrection of the dead. Now, of course, as Christians, whenever we think of the resurrection, we always go immediately to Jesus because he's the only person we know who actually rose from the dead already and has the body, the glorified body that we'll all have. But this is interesting that long before Jesus, even in the Jewish faith, there was already this belief in the resurrection of the dead. Not universal, of course. That's what the argument in the gospel is about today. The Sadducees, that party within the Jewish faith, did not believe in the resurrection. Uh, but then other parties like the Pharisees and so forth did. And so they, they bring this up to Jesus, right? But just this idea of the resurrection was already part of the Jewish faith because why? Because God is our creator and he created us to have a body. That was the way it was intended to be. The, the death of the body was not part of God's original plan. It was the result of sin. And so if God who created us made us with a body, then he can recreate us. He can raise up our bodies. And in fact, that is what it means really to be human. 
We have to have our body. St. Thomas Aquinas goes so far as to say that, uh, you know, the souls in hell and in purgatory, and even the souls in heaven, who are, of course, in perfect blessedness and joy, he says they're not really fully human because they do not yet have their body. And so uh, the, the belief in the resurrection, to go back to these Jewish martyrs, what does it do? Why is it so important? It puts life in perspective. Our bodies, our bodily life, is probably the greatest good that we have in this world. But these young men were not afraid to die, to give up that life in the hope of something greater, something better, the next life. And of course, we've seen that same uh, repetition in the many hundreds and thousands of Christian martyrs throughout the centuries who have given their life for Jesus Christ. That faith in God, that a life in obedience to God's command is actually a better and higher thing even than our earthly life. And for us too, maybe we won't ask to be uh, to die a martyr's death, but for us too, our faith in the resurrection has real impact, real effect on our lives. Someday, you may get that news that nobody wants to get, that you have cancer or some other, you know, a terminal disease. Well, of course, that's going to make you feel bad, <laughs> how it always will. But as Christians, it should not make us despair. We should not give up hope. We should not uh, live the rest of our life that uh, we have here on this earth just trying as hard as we can, trying every means to save our earthly life to the point where we have no, no good life. Our life is miserable. We don't have the opportunity to spend it with the people that we love and say goodbye in the way that we would want to say, right? Instead, we are freed, freed by our faith in the resurrection that we can let our life go in peace and we will have it back again. It might be someone else that dies, that's someone that we love, you know? And of course, we're going to be sad about that. But we don't have to despair Again, we not, have not lost that person forever. St. Paul says, we don't want you to be like the rest who have no hope. But we believe that those people will rise again. And so, uh, although we're going to mourn them, we don't have to give up hope on them. We believe that if they make it to heaven and we make it to heaven, we will be together again. And of course, this belief in the resurrection comes into play in lots of other little ways too. So many uh, times in life, we might have to miss certain opportunities. You know, your doctor says, uh, well, you need to go on a diet. Uh, Father Jim uh, has been dealing with this recently. His uh, doctor has told him, you can't like drink soft drinks and eat cookies and sweets anymore. And man, it's been a struggle, you know. Uh, he's really given it a good effort. But nobody wants to hear that news. You know, I'm going to miss all the enjoyable food uh, in life. But again, if we know that we are going to rise again, that there is nothing that we give up in this life that we're not going to receive back, as Jesus says, a hundredfold, then we can give it up and know that we're not missing anything. We might say sometimes, well, you know, I've got a bunch of extra money and uh, maybe I'll go on a cruise to Alaska or some other uh, exotic place, right? Or maybe God is calling me instead to use that money for charity. Well, how, if I use it for charity, when will I ever see Alaska? Well, you know, when you rise from the dead, you can go see Alaska whenever you want because uh, the world will be remade as well and your body will be, re, you know, uh, the glorified body. You can just pop over there and see it all the time. So, you know, you're, you're not missing anything if God calls you to use your resources 
in that way. Even marriage, this is what Jesus is speaking of in the gospel today. Uh, you know, people might say, well, uh, there's no marriage in heaven. That's what Jesus says. So if I don't get married here on earth, well, I'll just, I'll never have that experience. But that's not what Jesus means, right? It's not that in heaven, uh, spouses don't like each other anymore or something like that, right? They're not married anymore. No, what Jesus is saying is that beautiful harmony and love, which marriage is about on earth, that'll be the way we live with everybody in heaven. You know, it'll be like you're married to everybody, like in the good sense. Uh, in heaven, it'll be perfect joy and love. So you, if God calls you to give up marriage in this life for the sake of the kingdom, you're not missing anything. You will receive it in the resurrection of the dead. And so in all these ways, big and little, the faith that we have in the resurrection, it gives us perspective perspective in life so that we can uh, take even the greatest gifts of this life and say as good as these things are as good as even life itself is these things are secondary to God to the love of God to obedience to God's law so let us by our faith in the resurrection let us make our lives about Jesus let us live for Jesus let us die for Jesus in the certainty that Jesus will raise us on the last day to a new and everlasting life.